Good morning, all. How are we this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everybody. You're doing good, Russell. How are you today? Very good. Thank you. Thank you, by the grace of God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your presence here, for your peace that you share with everyone. We thank you for your love, Lord, that you do not turn it away from us, despite all our failures, our weaknesses, our shortcomings. We thank you that you call us here to be with you. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We love you, Lord. You draw us in here to be with you. There is nothing better than that. We do not come of our own accord. We thank you for a new day. We thank you that we are alive. We thank you, Father, that our heart continues to beat and never tires. The technology that you put into it is beyond our understanding that our lungs keep on breathing and we stay alive. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with this extra lease of time, this new day that you have added to our life. And we are so fortunate. We are so blessed. When there are many that have not had this opportunity, there are many that had plans for today and yet did not wake up to see today. We thank you, Father, for your love that transcends all our limitations. That love does not look at what we are capable of, that does not look at how we respond to you, but you keep on giving. It is in your nature to be a giver, to love us more than anything. Your word says you have loved us with an everlasting love, everlasting, that never runs dry, that never runs out of resources, that never stops. We thank you, Lord. And as we begin our prayer today, we call on your name, the name of our God, our King, our Maker, the Rock of Ages the rabbi of all times, the creator of the universe, who is so huge and yet so personal to us. And all that you desire is that personal relationship with us. The one who is the maker, who is able to make every grace abound towards us. And his jealous love for us is such that he covers our head in the day of battle. He is our shield, our strong tower, our refuge to which we can run in times of trouble, in times of need. The God of peace who shall bruise Satan under our feet. A consuming fire who is always testing us but bringing out the best in us as well. And will never let any temptation overtake us that is beyond our capacity to withstand. And we pray in the name of Jesus, your son. He is the way, he is the truth. He is not the end, but he is that journey all along. And he is with us. 
in him is life and through him we have redemption from him have we learned faith have we received all the gifts that he gives through his spirit and in him we have abundance in him there is forgiveness for sins and we shall reflect on that today and we pray in the name of his spirit the spirit of jesus the spirit of truth the spirit of the living god the one through whom jesus worked that miraculous ministry in his life and he gives that same spirit with all the same power that he carries the spirit of the almighty to be with us to live in us to make his tabernacle within our body that we might be transformed from being ordinary flesh that is weak and sinful to being one that is powerful that carries the spirit of the maker himself to walk in the spiritual gifts that he has made available to us to walk in abundance and through his plan step into dominion for us he said i know the thoughts i think towards you thoughts of prosperity and not to put us in harm's way to give us an expected end it is already expected and what we pray for and hope for when we release our faith he meets that expectation when it is in accordance with his will it is he who heals our backsliding never willing to condemn us but will always convict will always warn and always point in the right direction to redirect us to train us to teach us he is our advocate given to us who always intercedes for us on our behalf to the father for mercy that we might not be called for judgment but might have that opportunity through his conviction to turn around and through his grace to rise again we thank you father for the gift of this life we thank you for the opportunity to pray here with you we thank you lord for the gift of all those that have joined us in this prayer session today all those that are part of this praying family that joined that prays together as one single unit <clears throat> we thank you father for the gift of angels and destiny helpers that you have given in our lives who are always watching over us as your word in psalm 91 says as soon as we come under your shadow lord you activate all those defense mechanisms for us you activate all that protection for us all that guidance and you provide your light you provide your grace you also give us your destiny help us that will help us in times of need strategically placed in those situations to show up when that situation turns up in our life we thank you father for the food you provide on our table for the shelter over our heads for the family that love us so much for the friends that care so much as much as a brother as a sister as a parent at times we thank you father for the gifts that you pour into our lives especially the gift of faith that empowers us to pray we thank you for the gift of prayer and the gift of your word that when we pray in accordance with your word you always hear us we thank you father for the gift of yourself 
through Jesus, who paid the price for our sins, and through your Spirit, whom you gave to be with us forever. We thank you, Lord, that we are here in your presence, that you called us, and you fill us with your grace, with your mercy, with your grace and with your spirit, with your anointing. You fill us with your gifts of understanding and wisdom so that every time you speak to us, we are able to understand what you want to say to us. We receive, Lord, from you in the spirit and we walk with you in your light. And as we pray this morning, I'd like us to reflect on the forgiveness of God. Yesterday in church, in preparation for the Lord's coming, we have celebrated Mass for the forgiveness of sins in the Catholic Church. And if we are to welcome Jesus in our life, that preparation is also important. So today I'd like us to reflect on that forgiveness. And the most important thing is that forgiveness starts with and from God. It is not us who initiate it. On our part, we can only repent when we realize the mistakes we have done and make that decision to turn. But why does God forgive men? His word says that he knows you through and through. He knows the number of hair on your head. He formed you in the womb cell by cell. So it is his love, the love of that maker, but more importantly, the love of a father. And a father never gives stone for a son to a son that asks for bread. And his word says, all that he really seeks is fellowship with men. He created us to have that closeness, that fellowship with him. We are the best of his creation. That is why he created us in his own likeness and his own image. One that he loved so much that he thought it worthy to even sacrifice his own son, the only one. But there's no escaping our humanity, our weakness, our sin. We must acknowledge it. We must accept that we have made mistakes. And we were created to lean on God through his son, Jesus Christ. His sacrificial death on the cross, through that God's forgiveness was granted to us. And that is what brings us in reconciliation with him to rebuild on our fellowship with him. Micah 7 verses 18 and 19 say, Who is a God like you? Pardoning iniquity and passing over transgression for the remnant of his inheritance, that is us. He does not retain his anger forever because he delights in steadfast love. He does not retain his anger because he delights in steadfast love. He chooses love over anger. He will again have compassion on us. He will tread, he will tread our iniquities underfoot. 
you lord will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea that is a place where we cannot see them we cannot retrieve them either he casts our sins behind his back and remembers them no more and so here are a few things for us to remember and meditate on number 1 it is his steadfast love as we have seen in the verse above that love that never ceases that is responsible for forgiveness we can never earn it he knew it from the start and he was prepared to forgive revelations 13 verse 8 tells us that the lamb was slain from the foundations of the world he knew it that out of our weakness we could sin the plan was already made for the lamb to be slain and it was his plan to forgive you and me even before we could think of committing our sins such as the love of the father your father and my father number 2 his forgiveness is a gift that comes with extra freebies as discussed earlier we can never earn his forgiveness but it is up to him to give and he chooses to give isaiah 64 verse 6 says all our righteous acts all of them the best of the good things that we do are like filthy rags we all shrivel up like a leaf dried up and then like the wind our sins sweep us away but he is quick to forgive and give grace so with forgiveness in one area of our life he helps solve a problem in another area and that is because of his nature he is a giver he will always over deliver on his promise often it is healing that comes with forgiveness but more importantly he gives us the greatest gift when we believe in jesus when we repent we turn from our sins we believe and commit our lives to jesus and acts 2 verse 38 says when we repent we will also receive <clears throat> the gift of the holy spirit so he doesn't just forgive us he empowers and strengthens us that we might not relapse back into sin and this is why it is important to administer faith to a person whom you are praying for for forgiveness for healing or whatever intention or challenge that they are facing in their lives because when they believe they will receive this gift not only of forgiveness but of the holy spirit and when he is present there we know that there will be wonders in that life our focus should be on that not just the forgiveness number 3 is his forgiveness is reciprocal you must forgive first for him to forgive you and his forgiveness is a gift that he gives any which way but he wants us to forgive first and he puts that as a condition as we see in mark 11 verse 25 where he says when you stand praying if you hold anything against anyone forgive them 
that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. So he wants that transformation in our heart to take place first. So that when he forgives, we are totally changed. We are a new person, a new creation. All that old sinfulness, the iniquity that was causing that sinfulness is gone because we have chosen to forgive the other person. We have let go. He wants us to first let go. Ephesians 4 verses 31 and 32 says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. That is what he really wants us to get rid of. When he says, forgive first, that your father in heaven may forgive you. More importantly, verse 32 says, when we put these away, what should we put on? Be kind to one another. Tender-hearted, forgiving one another as your God in Christ forgave you. Just as God forgave us, he wants us to forgive. No conditions, no ifs, buts there. No partial forgiveness. When we forgive, he says, let go. Do not even hold on to that thought. Lest that anger come back. In the verse 31, the first part of this scripture we just saw, he said, let all bitterness, wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you. Cast it out. Now a few questions to ask ourselves in preparation for this coming, the coming of Jesus. Question one, am I opening my heart to receive him? Or am I just celebrating a tradition, a festival? Number two, Acts 2 verse 38 says, Repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of sins. Are you sincerely repenting? Is your repentance sincere? Repentance can only be complete when we acknowledge the mistake and we make a decision to turn away from it, to resist it with all our might. So the question is, have you made your decision? Or is it just something that you are temporarily foregoing? Then once the festive season is done, you go back to living that same life. For our life to change, this is a quote from a famous thinker of our modern times called Jim Rohn, where he says, for things to change, you have to change. We apply that in our context here as well. For our life to change, to see better, we must make that decision to change. Question 3, 1, John 1. Verse 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, to cleanse us from all righteousness. You have decided to turn away from sin. Are you willing to confess based on that decision? And do you trust that he is faithful to forgive? 
Number four, are you willing to forgive others today? Before you come to God and ask of his forgiveness. And this is one of the biggest reasons for unanswered prayer. We want God to forgive our mistakes, but we do not want to let another person go. And lastly, do you really desire a relationship with God? What are you really seeking when you ask God for forgiveness for your sin? Is it just so that you can feel light and go back to living a life peacefully and forgetting him? Or is it that it brings a positive shift not only in your life, but in your relationship with him, the one who is actually forgiving you? What do you look upon when you go to him? Are you looking to a father? Are you looking to one that you really love and care about? Or are you just looking to offload your baggage and walk away feeling light? He allows you to do all of those. The choice is up to you and to me. What do we really then want to do with it? Now that my baggage is taken off my shoulder, what do I really want? Am I going to acknowledge the one who took that baggage off and made me feel light? And am I going to stick with him? Or am I just going to turn away and say, I'm happy, see you next year. Will we ever be any different from the ancient Hebrews where the high priest cast the sins of the people on the goat once a year and the goat was left away into the wilderness? And this time, it is the lamb. Are we going to do that once a year, every year and not bother about anything to do with the lamb in between? We must ask him like David did in Psalms 139, verse 23 and 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wickedness, any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. Your way, Lord. That that which I have asked forgiveness for, let me turn my step away from it permanently. That through your grace, through the power of your spirit in me, that part of my life becomes incorruptible. I shall not turn to that sin anymore. What is your next step going to be? Take a moment to ponder over it. Will this Christmas be different for you? Ask the Holy Spirit to guide you in this journey, in that prayer. And let us use this day that he has given us as a gift in our destiny to reconcile ourselves with him and to prepare for his coming in a new way that has never been before. In a way that he comes and we do not let him go anymore. That we have Jesus living with us in our heart. That we become a new and a transformed person. 
what he wants us to be. That we do not let his sacrifice go in vain. Where we offload our baggage and turn around to the same things again and again. That we stop ourselves from continuing to break his heart. We have already broken it 70 times 7 times 7 and we keep on counting. We ask for that grace, Lord, this morning to turn away from all that wickedness, to turn away from our iniquity, to turn away from all our failures and our shortcomings. We ask for that edification in our spirit to reconcile with you, to walk humbly with you in your light. And as we pray for that edification in our spirit, as we pray for forgiveness as well today, for ourselves and for our brothers and our sisters, we pray also, Lord, for our physical and our temporal needs, for all those requests that have been placed on this prayer group. We pray for all those that are battling sickness and disease. For all those, especially that are in hospital, those that have recently undergone or will undergo surgery, we pray for all those families, especially, that are undergoing separation, that are undergoing division, that are undergoing all sorts of battles and challenges in their lives. We pray in a special way for every family that is part of this Holy Spirit Brisbane prayer group. We cover them with your precious blood, Lord. Through your precious blood, every victory has been won. Let us remember that at all times, so that every time the accuser comes to us, to anyone in this family, Lord, we say, it is written. And it is through this, your precious blood, that we claim our victory. Just through this precious blood, Lord, our hedge of defense, our protection. We claim it as that protection around us. That every arrow by day is seen or at every attack unseen by the enemy. Every attempt by the enemy to beguile us be made bare in your light. That we are able to see through it. We are able to resist the devil to the point that he flees from us. We pray also for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their life. Strongholds of addiction, of anxiety, of depression, compulsive behaviors, anything, fits of rage, anything that seeks to keep them yoked to the ground and in misery, Lord. Anything that seeks to keep us, your people, in guilt and in sin. We come against it in the name of Jesus and under his authority, we declare every such chain over the lives of those we now pray for broken. 
you take a moment to remember all those that we are praying for that are limited in some way or the other by any kind of stronghold. We ask for your anointing over their lives, Lord. May we declare the spirit of the Lord is upon them. For it is through your anointing, Father, that the yoke of the enemy is destroyed. The burden is taken off their shoulder. And where you, the spirit of liberty, are, there is freedom. We claim that freedom over their lives this day. That all those things that they did and did not like, but were forced to do it, all that will be cast out of their lives right now in the name of Jesus. We declare freedom. We declare life. We declare abundance. Over their lives in the name and by the authority of Jesus. We pray also in a special way for all those that have lost their jobs, that are facing financial challenges. That through your divine provision, Lord, assisted by their destiny helpers, they are guided into that opportunity that is made available to them. We pray also for our own personal needs and those of our families. And in a special way, we remember all those in our family and in our friend circles that have not yet been saved, that have not yet seen the light, that have not yet received the gift of salvation, that have not yet repented and turned to you, Jesus, but continue to live their usual life in the flesh or continue to live limited by doctrine or continue to live under a lie. Under ignorance. Quicken them, O Lord, and they shall call upon your name. This is what your word in Psalm 80 says. And everyone that calls on your name, as your word in Joel chapter 2 says, shall be delivered with no exceptions. We ask for that quickening in their spirits, Lord. And we ask for a quickening in our spirits as well so that all those areas of our life that continue to be in darkness even this day shall be laid bare and exposed in your light. And we make a conscious decision this Christmas period as we ask for forgiveness. We make that conscious decision to turn away from all that darkness in our life so that every dark corner be illuminated, Lord. And this life be transformed into one of obedience to one that lives in accordance with your will. When our obedience is made complete, Lord, we are filled with your light. We walk in your abundance. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And your Spirit prays with us and on our behalf makes intercession for us as well. We make this our prayer of agreement with him in the Spirit. And we believe, Lord, that when we release our faith, our expectation will meet with that manifestation of an answered prayer. I encourage everyone that can pray in tongues to please unmute and join in as we make this our prayer of faith. We make this our prayer of agreement. All those that can pray in tongues, please join in. Those that cannot pray in tongues and are praying for the gift itself, 
from the Father. Please take that step of faith, release your tongue and start speaking one single syllable continuously. La, 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 and let the Holy Spirit take over. Let him take over. Father, we ask for that gift of the tongues to touch these lives that sincerely desire it, Lord, so that it can be used for intercession, to pray for others and to bless others in your name, to edify ourselves and others too. Let us now unmute and pray in tongues, pray in the Spirit with the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Santa Papa 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 Papa
The words spoken to me this morning were, come back to me with all your heart. The scripture I was given is Galatians 5.1. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand fast, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We quote the words in our prayer from Joel chapter 2, where we pray, Spare your people, O Lord, and give not your heritage to reproach, that the heathen should rule over them. Send down your former rain, Lord, and your latter rain as well, that our flows be full of wheat and our vats overflow with wine and in oil, and restore to us the years that the locust has eaten, that we shall eat in plenty and praise the name of the Lord our God. And we shall never be ashamed. We release this prayer in our faith. To our father. Who will not give us a stone. Who will not turn us away. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Before we conclude our prayer. Just a reminder about. Uh, Friday Bible study sessions. There will not be a Bible study session this Friday on the 24th of December and the Friday next week as well on the 31st of December. So our next Bible study session will be in the first week of January. And there we will continue on our series in uh, part four of the ongoing series.
that is the 12 steps to a good year. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his jealous love and the favor that it brings upon us on our life. That our cup runs over when his anointing touches our lives. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that out of that testimony that is produced there, let us carry that gospel as well with it and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you, Thank you, Russell. Russell. Thank you, 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 Russell.